We dedicate this season to friend of the pod, Christian Salisbury, a life and talent taken from the herd way too early. He will be remembered for his speed and agility, but most of all, his smile and infectious enthusiasm. If you're able, go to the link in the description and donate to the Christian Salisbury Memorial Fund and help more kids like Christian find their way to professional football. Carry that rock in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them. Bang them. Bang them. Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and that's right, it's Turf District Tuesdays. We are back with another show for you this evening. Thank you for joining us if you've joined us live on YouTube, or if you've downloaded the podcast, thank you so much for doing that. And if you could be a friend and just share, like, comment, all those other fun things, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, We have an amazingly fun show for you tonight as we have a great guest, and yes, you can already see his name right there, which means you want to put your questions in the box down there, and uh, (laughs) we will get to those as we carry on uh let's bring in the gang first all three of us together it is starting with one super fan mike there's the gentlers and there then are. One commissioner kayla hello <laughs> wow that's uh really animated this week you're uh really up hey the good stuff because oh. you need it <laughs> was that the is that the stuff that you yes okay yes that stuff was amazing I, it wasn't I, I know yes oh. that stuff deserved a win but it didn't it didn't get it but oh. that was my fault I was I felt so good felt so good about this game oh so it's, it's your fault oh, probably well, well I no of, because I can think of a lot of other guys teams, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly there's a list there there is a list yeah exactly how's the rest of your weekend super fan uh, it was good. It was very busy. Um, uh, my uh, a better half, Ms. Jedi Chick, uh, had a bit uh, under the weather, shall we yes, say? Yes, yes. And had to. We spent 13 hours at the hospital. Always fun. <sighs> not. Fun. Um, no, not so much. Um, but you know, not the most painful thing I've had to do in the last week. So, <laughs> uh, you know, well, that was. So there's that. It was Thursday night, right? That yeah. Was most painful. Yeah. Okay. That just was up there. Just want to clarify that. All right, let's bring in our guest because we yeah. want to get talking to him. Yeah. Uh, our guest um, now. We now know him as the play-by-play guy from uh, yes. CFL on TSN, um, and he's brought it, of course, to new heights. Uh, but you might also, you know, kind of be thinking the same thing that I am at this moment: that what is happening? <laughs> as we welcome dustin nielsen to the show welcome dustin hey guys thanks for having me uh you guys look i didn't know we were drinking tonight i didn't oh, yeah. give me a heads up on that oh, Tuesday I night right so, but uh yeah thanks for having me i look like you guys are having a lot of fun so 
Oh, absolutely. And we're very glad to have you here because uh, there's there's so many things that we want to ask you. But before I get to that, I, I do, you know, first things first, happy anniversary yesterday. I hope it was a great day for you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> 13 <makes> years. Me... <laughs> yeah, wow. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's always good when you get to those, uh, those big leaps. Um, now, I, I started by saying what's happening. Uh, or what is happening. And uh, there's a line you got to use a lot this weekend, uh, in particular on uh, on Thursday night. But you, you've been at it now for a few years. So what, what's it? Tell us what it's like calling a CFL game on TSN. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty cool experience. I'm not going to lie. I've kind of gotten kind of gotten used to it now. You know, I did Golden Bears games for almost a decade. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, going to do CFL games actually ended up being easier because, I've got a producer. We've got a stats guy. There's multiple camera angles. Back when I was doing Golden Bears games, it was like a camera guy right next to me. And any (laughs) stats I had, I was doing them in my head as I was calling the game. So very first game I did with CFL, when the stats guy was like, yeah, that that pass went for 23 yards, I kind of looked at him and was like, what? This is amazing. (laughs) So so it's it's worked out really well. So, I I mean, I I have a lot of fun doing it. And, yeah, I guess this would be kind of did nine games my first year and then this would be kind of my third full season so got a pretty good hang of things now kind of know everybody that i'm working with and uh you know know a lot of people around the league now too so it makes it a lot easier to do and have a lot of fun doing it that's awesome uh we always love to go back to the beginning when we're talking to people so uh can you tell us a little bit like who introduced you to football and and how did you become a fan yeah you know what it was uh i grew up on a farm down in like the east kootenays so there wasn't a lot like our high school we didn't have like a football team so there was everybody played hockey or school sports which are like basketball and volleyball right and that was pretty much it so we didn't really have a football team until i guess grade 12 and everybody else was already kind of on a team at that point so it was a slow start to football there but i mean as a as a kid i do remember and you know, I think this is still the same for a lot of people, but maybe not as big as it was back then. But my parents used to always host a great cup party. Like we'd always right. a big great cup party every single year, no matter how much you watched during the year, everybody had a great cup party. So you know, I kind of got into it. Um, you know, there is there is a as a kid a little bit. And then, you know, when I moved to go to college. I was in Lethbridge Community College doing broadcasting, and there was about six or seven guys from Saskatchewan in my class. Right. And they were all hardcore Riders fans, right? So you don't say they that. wanted to watch football all the time and stuff. So I, I started to get into it, started to get into it with them. Um, you know, and then I always, I was always actually kind of more of a pro hockey guy. Like I always wanted to do hockey play by play growing up. But uh, you know, I, I got offered the Golden Bears hockey job. And uh, they're like, hey, can you, you want to do football as well? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't really have much of a background in football, but let's do it. And uh, yada yada yada, the voice of the CFL now. So it was, uh, it was really. I mean, I'm really happy. I said yes, I would do it. And I, I've fallen in love with calling football games. There's no doubt about it. Like, I love it. Um, but yeah, it was kind of just sort of thrown on me in 2009, and uh, I made the most of it. So awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. So you actually kind of touched on this already, um, just calling the Golden Bears games and then compared to CFL and how CFL is easier. I guess I'm going to change this up a little bit. I want to know kind of the background stuff, the operations of how you prepare for a game. What is that? Do you have to memorize the depth chart? Like, do you have guys doing different positions, like actually calling the games and the stats come? Like, I want to know. Yeah, I got you. Just a a sec. Hang on one sec. I got... uh... 
This is one of my boards. I don't know which game this is from. I keep some of them, but this is like one of my prep boards. Oh, nice. uh, Holy so this is a Lions Lions Elks game. I think it's upside down. Yeah, it's upside down. So I don't know if this would have been last year. Who's uh yeah, this would have been last year, I think. Who's yeah, Trey Ford. Trey Ford was starting for the Elks in this game. And Mike Beaudry was the backup. So uh wow. yeah, so this is going back late in the season though, because Dylan Mitchell and Kevin Brown are on the sport. So yeah, basically every game I do, I put together a board like this and then it's got the position charts on both sides and all my notes and information on the wow. roster down the side. So, I mean, I pretty much rely on this 95% of the time. And then, you know, if there's a tackle or something, the guys in the truck, my producer, like if I can't see it, they'll quickly be in my ear being like, you know, that was Jake Serezna. And I'll be like, okay, it was Serezna. So, I mean, the odd time they get that wrong and it kind of makes me look like an idiot, but, um, but I, I do, I do appreciate, I do appreciate the help, but yeah. Yeah. So it, it, when you're calling the game, you know, there's obviously a huge team of people in the truck, but for me, it's me usually suits. And then we have a great stats guy out West here. Dave Moyers, his name, he's been doing it for 30 years. He's insane. It's just when you're doing a game with him, it's just so much easier. And then I just have the producer, I guess like director and audio guys, pretty much anyone can talk in my headset, but usually it's just the producer getting us in and out of breaks and telling us we're going to focus on this guy on this drive and, and all that type of stuff. So there's, there's a lot going on. And when, when I, when I, when you, when I started, it was like that aspect of it was a little overwhelming just because it'd been so raw with university in the past. Mind you, the last two years I was doing university games, Canada West had a TV deal with with uh, SaskTel, I think. So okay. I, I did some TV games there. So I got a little bit of a taste of what it's like just on a smaller scale, which which kind of helped and prepared me. And actually, I used a lot of that stuff as demos to to get the opportunity to um, to get this job. So, uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot going on. But like today, for example, we had Zoom meetings today with three members of the Bombers and three members of the Elks. And it's kind of an off the record chat with the coach just to kind of see where things are at heading into the game. So that type of stuff sort of helps you build relationships with people, which I think goes a long way. That's incredible. How, how long does it take you to get one of those boards together? You're doing two or three games a weekend. Like that's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. It's uh, like, so it doesn't take too long once I get the season going because I'll have most of the rosters and there just changes a little bit. But then to fill it out, I mean, it's probably about two and a half, three hours. Yeah, and then I've got like another sort of cheat sheet with just notes and stuff that I'll have in front of me. And then a couple of the sheets from game notes that'll tape in front of me as well. So pretty much like I, I don't know if all the guys prep this much, but I prep. I prep heavy. Like I don't ever want to be caught like being like, wait a second. I don't know that, you know, so it's <laughs> so it's um. Yeah, but like it'll be busy. Like I had three games two weeks ago. Yeah, and <laughs> like that that was that was a lot of prep. Like I basically, you know, on a flight when I have like a two hour flight, I try to make sure I get enough room and I can kind of bang a lot of that stuff out on a flight. But uh, yeah, it gets easier further into the season because all a lot of the information just sticks up in my head. But right, uh, yeah. early in the year or doing a preseason game, you should see a preseason board. It's like. Oh, I can <laughs> It's like out to here, and there's like 160 names on it. Like it's a nightmare. But only one preseason game for me this year, so that wasn't bad. <laughs> well, you, I mean, I look at that and then and think, like you, you said, you know, three three games in in a weekend, and all I can think is, well, no kidding, they can tell you it's Serezna, and you'll say it because you, you're like whatever, sure. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. At that point, I wake up, I'm like, what city am I in? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Which team do we have? So, yeah. But it's look, it's. 
there's not many of these jobs in the country. I'm very grateful to have one. And, uh, you know, I hope I can do what I can to help, you know, bring more eyes to the league. So I think it's going well. I think you've made it very entertaining. And uh, I, I thought that from your first game, actually, that that was a, I thought a great addition. And um, now granted, we know you from a number of places because we live in Edmonton. So uh, we all knew you on TSN 1260. Um, We had JMO on recently to talk about that day when, when things went dark, but um, what was it like for you? Cause you have a huge following with AM nasty. So (laughs) tell me about that. It's kind of, you know, that the show did really well prior to COVID. And then when COVID hit, we got, you know, like most companies, you know, Bell would make some cuts and, and that's when we kind of developed this sort of AM nasty thing because it was pretty raw. Like we didn't have any prizing. It was just like sort of like this greasy station that nobody really cared about. <laughs> so we got, but that that has like that whole nasty thing is just it's kind of I was I was I had a meeting today with somebody and I'm leaving the Boston pizza and I go to kind of walk over to my car and some guy's standing outside having a smoke and he goes, Hey Dusty. Big time AM nasty. I was just like, he's like, can I come to the party next week? I was like, man, like this is crazy. So, you know, it's uh, but I, I just love the passion. Like, and we it was it was like we would interact a lot with our listeners. That was kind of our thing, right? Like lots yeah. of text messages. We had the most text messages in the whole country. Like people loved interacting with us. And when I could reply to them, I would. And Eric was trying to reply to as many people as he could. And I think that kind of helped drive the conversation and just makes people feel like they're a part of the show, which I think will go a long way. And probably is why, you know, so many people, wherever we go now, is like, Hey, what's happening? Like, what's going on? Please tell me. Like, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. It was a tough, it was a tough day. I mean, I think I'd have to say we're all pretty like we'd be pretty naive if we didn't think maybe it was going to happen at some point after seeing what happened in Winnipeg and Hamilton and and some and Vancouver with TSN. Like when that happened, we we actually kind of joked around the building. We're like, ah, oh, we probably got like two years. We ended up having like two and a half years. And but it was still it's still a weird call to get when it's not even like hey, you're fired. It's not It's not even like, hey, we don't like the way the show's been going. It's just straight up the station's off the air. It was kind of like, dang. <laughs> yeah. but, but at the same time, it's, it's like we didn't get fired. Like they didn't replace me. They just completely took away the station. So right. it's, so it's, a, it's a little it's a little bit different, right? So <laughs> You're like, oh, good yeah. thing I have this other little side job to go to yeah. uh, just calling yeah, the exactly. greatest game ever. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Not, that's not. Don't get not, me wrong. It still sucked. But oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, it was just a weird day. Weird day. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. So, I mean, you've, you're you obviously a play-by-play guy for CFL in a long line of really famous and iconic names. Uh, Pat Marsden, Don Chevrier, uh, Don Whitman, and of course, Chris Cuthbert. Uh, did you have any play-by-play guys, hockey, football, whoever you looked up to? Or uh, I, I mean, there was, there's, I mean, Chris Cuthbert to me, like he's, he's my hero. Like he's, 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 he's the goat for me. And, you know, in a perfect world, if I could be calling hockey and football one day in this country, I would love to do that and follow in his footsteps. Um, growing up, I was a Bob Cole kid, like watching right. hockey night in Canada. Yeah. What do you suppose? Like Bob Cole was on every single Saturday night. So I, yeah. I love Bob Cole. And then, you know, as I got a little bit further along, Chris Cuthbert was just, I mean, he still is. Anytime he DMs me or texts me, I'm like a little teenager. I'm just like, oh my God, I'll show my wife. I'm like, Chris Cuthbert messaged me. Like, it's just, 
It's like when the station when the station shut down, we got calls and texts from a lot of people. And some people where I was just like, man, that's really nice. I didn't expect them to reach out. But when Chris Cuthbert replied, I was just when he when he texted me, I was just like, check it out. Like so he's, he's been really nice. Like I've asked him for some advice along the way and, and things like that. So um, I mean, it's pretty cool to be able to connect with one of your idols like that for sure. Uh, and then, you know, there's another guy who not many people will probably know, but when I was working in Lethbridge, I worked at uh, Country 95.5, I think it was. And I was reading news and I was doing uh, like third man down like up by the ice after the game interviewing people. And the play-by-play guy there, his name was Brad Curl. And he moved from Lethbridge to Calgary to do Hitman games for a long, long time. I think he still is. But he was, I just always loved his call. So getting to like work with him and become buddies with him. He uh, he never like moved on. I think he might have a fear of flying or something. So he never really no. wanted to sort of take that next step. But Curly was just he was just amazing. I loved I loved him too. And and then like even now like Kevin Harlan, who can call any sport, basketball, football, like whatever it is. I think Harlan's absolutely amazing. So you know, there's still some guys that I'd strive to to try to be like. But Cuthbert's my goat for sure. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can understand that for sure. And um. I know the I I met him at one Grey Cup and I had that same moment of like you're you're Chris Cuthbert yeah. <laughs> like, this is, this is but like I think uh, was it you Kayla that said uh, narrate my yeah, life narrate my life that's right yeah exactly yeah, yeah pretty we, much we, we, well <laughs> the coolest moment for me was uh, he was in Winnipeg to do a hockey game I think and I was come I was there to do a Bombers game. And it, everybody stays at kind of the same hotel. And I was down in the lobby and I was walking along with my board and I was just like, and he's like, Hey, how are you? I'm like, Hey man, how are you? He goes, Hey, can I see your board? And so he looks at it and he's looking, he's like, Yeah, this is pretty nice work. I was like, thank you, Chris Cuthbert. That's awesome. Like, let me know if you need any tips. Like, it was, uh, it was, it was, that was pretty cool. It's such a minor thing. Like, man, Chris Cuthbert no. looked at my board, but thought it was cool. But like for me, it was pretty, it was pretty sweet. That is not minor. I think I would fangirl pretty yeah. hard too if I ever got to meet him. I'd just be like, listen, yeah. listen, when I get famous, which will never happen, can you please just narrate some part of my life? <laughs> just me weeping at the games is sufficient enough. Yeah, yeah that would work out well too, eh? Like. Uh, he's, yeah, he's so good. But yeah, I, I just I love I love play by play. Like I I also love doing the morning show. But I I mean I love calling football games. There's something about football. Like when I when I mentioned earlier, like I always wanted to do hockey, and I I, I would still like to do hockey while I'm doing football. You know, like I don't want to leave doing football anymore. Like to me, football. What I didn't realize before I started calling it is that something significant can happen on every single play. Whereas in hockey, you know, it's neutral zone this way, neutral zone that way, neutral zone four minutes without a whistle. Like, but in football, I mean, the quarterback could get sacked and throw with his left hand out of nowhere. And like, <laughs> but like that could have, like, should have been enough play. Happens. And like yeah. something of significance happened. So I just love the fact that it's like reset. Oh, nothing special happened. Reset. Oh, now something did. So yeah, man, play-by-play guys who haven't had a chance to do football are missing out because I, I think it's an absolutely wonderful sport to broadcast. Uh, I'll, I'm going I'm to interrupt for one second because all I can think yeah. of at this moment is you said at one point you were doing the news and all I can imagine is you doing it the same way you call a football game. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. there's a guy down in the street. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. What, this is going to be the greatest 
newest thing ever. The Weather Network, too? Like, Klaus, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, you should have heard my egg report back in the day on uh, Lethbridge Radio. Like, what is happening to these cattle prices? It's ridiculous. So, yeah, it was... uh, was, uh, I would never want to read news again, but it was fun for a couple years. Yeah, I I bet. Uh, Before uh, before you get to your next one, because we want to be interactive just like your show was, so uh, throw your questions into the chat below and we'll get to them in a moment. I see one was there already, but throw in a couple and we'll get to those. Okay, sorry, Kayla, go ahead. No, don't apologize. I like the bouncing back and forth, but you can can definitely tell Dustin that your passion is behind your play calling. It's just like, it's electric, right? So I know we all appreciate it and all CFL fans appreciate it. It's just, I love the passion and I love the realism because you're essentially saying what we're feeling already so it's like someone gets me someone gets me <laughs> awesome yeah like it was it was a little like when i first started because when i did uni- when i when i did just university of alberta games i mean i don't know if i called a home win in like three or four years the bears wow. had some lean years but we would have a lot of Sounds fun familiar yeah i know <laughs> yeah. i'm well prepared for what's <laughs> happening now but like, it was uh we would have a lot of fun, even on the Golden Bears hockey games. Like on my show, I'd be like, hey, somebody texted a movie quote from Dumb and Dumber, and I'll mix it into a goal call this week. Like, so we've always, I've always liked to have fun with it. When I was doing, I did Fort McMurray Oil Barons for a couple of years in Fort Mac, and we would have a lot of fun with those. But when I got to first to TSN, I was like, okay, well, I, I can't be the new guy who comes in like an idiot. So I, I, I tried to play it pretty straight. And I, not that I'm over the top nuts now, but. I mean, I just got to let my emotions flow through the game and people seem people seem to like it. So until somebody tells me, hey, dial it back a bit, I mean, I'd probably just keep it rolling for now. So, <laughs> so what was it like to, to call your first CFL game? Like, did you have those nerves? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I had, uh, you know, you guys, well, John Short, you would remember John yeah. Short, the legend. Huh? He was, uh, it was his company, AnySportAnytime.com, that I kind of first started doing play-by-play with back in, like, 2010. It was, like, ACAC hockey and a bunch of stuff. But I remember doing, um, first hockey game I did was out in St. Albert at, the, I think, the old Aikensdale Arena. And John Short came and did color with me. And I was like, ah, I'm really nervous right now, John. And he goes, listen, he goes, you should always be a little bit nervous before every single broadcast ever because that means you care about it. Like you don't, if, if you're, if you don't, if you're not nervous, you don't care about it. And maybe it's not your thing anymore. So, I mean, right before we go on now for like the last like five seconds before they're like, Hey, you're on. I'll kind of not full blown panic attack, but I'll be like, Oh my God, we're going on national TV. And then they'll be like five, four, three, two, one. And then it's like, boom. And we get rolling. But, uh, uh, but yeah, the very first game, I mean, I was, I was pretty nervous, but I mean, my very first game was a preseason game down in Calgary, I think. And Calgary had like three players wearing number 83 and like no names on the back. I was just like, my God. So like we got through it. And I remember my boss called me after that game and he doesn't call very often. I think he's pretty happy with how things are going, but he called after that one. And he just said, listen, if you can do that game, well, you can do any game. Well, and I was just like, okay, like that's, that's good. So yeah, I still got just a little bit nervous now. I'm not when I'm calling the game, but like just before we start. Yeah. And then after that, it's just, it's just like the one thing that's helped me with play by play, I think. And with like for 14 years, I talked for four hours every single morning. So, you know, like filling a little bit of airtime here or there, that's, that's nothing. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a lot different, but I think it really helped me prepare for this. Oh, I, that'd be I difficult. 
83, 83A has caught the ball. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 83 with sleeves comes up big. It's just, it, it, it's, yeah, preseason, as much as I love football, man, broadcasting preseason football sucks. I'll just yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah, just, just put a there. live camera on and let it go from there. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Um, so you're now calling pretty much all the Western games, uh, which is amazing. Um, it also means, though, that you've seen a lot of our hometown Elks, and we are uh, an Elks podcast. So um, tell me a little bit about your impression of where the team is at. Oh, man. You know, I, I thought after seeing the way they moved the ball in the preseason, and once again, I just said preseason football sucks, so maybe we shouldn't read into it. But I thought, I thought I was just like, man, you know, it's like Shannon Brooks, and I was like, this team might be able to run the ball a little bit, which should certainly be able to help things. And Kevin Brown, who I think is a phenomenal talent, uh, so I, I, you know, I, I do remember this from the show before the CFL season started. Somebody texted in as a dusty. There's no way they even get to four wins again this season. And I remember reading that on the air and being like, there's no chance they finish with four wins or less. And now I have, I'm sitting here thinking about that guy. And I'm like, man, thank God I'm not in the air anymore. Cause that guy would be coming back and being like, look what I told you. Uh, like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is a weird thing to say, but I don't think they're as bad as Owen six looks. I think they're just a team that has failed miserably in key moments in football games. Like, I don't, I don't think they're awful. I like some of the pieces they have defensively. I love what they've got at receiver. Um, you know, I was still very pro Cornelius coming into the season and I've gotten to know him just a little bit on those zoom meetings. I was telling you about earlier and he's a great dude, but his accuracy is just like, I think Taylor Cornelius accuracy. And for the first three or four games, I thought, man, this offensive line might, might be a problem and it's still, it still might be, but I thought it's been better as of late. Um, but you know, Cornelius, he's missing some passes. And then to add on to that, even some of the good passes that he's making, his receivers are dropping. So there's some sort of disconnect there offensively right now between the receivers and Cornelius. And I mean, it looks like they're going to run it back with him again this week. So, um, you know, but then, you know, the look like with Sims not being prepared for the, for the Rouge there at the end of that game, that comes back around to coaching. I mean, and a lot of it could be, be looked at as coaching. So, I mean, I view them more as, a slightly below 500 type team like you know they played the riders tight a couple of times it's those moments that kind of that kind of crush them right so i don't i don't think they're you know one of the worst teams in league history i i think they're an average team that has blown a couple of big moments so far and a, and a very young team young that team is, every, that is you know ca- that's causing a problem that's sure. a great point because yeah. every time we talk to chris jones and whether he and he does this when he does you know his media availabilities after practice and stuff too but definitely when he's on the zooms with us um he refers to his team as kids yeah. lots of kids he all like you guys would know that he always mentions the kids and you know like he's right <laughs> like they're a relatively young team and if the guys aren't young they're inexperienced in the canadian football league so this is something that they, you know, they've been trying to fix over the last couple of years, but that's kind of a problem that he took over when when he took this team over, right? So he's been trying to fix that. But they are they are an inexperienced team, and it shows in this big big moments like we talked about. Yeah, for sure, no for doubt. Sure. Um, so you talked about Cornelius, and and of course we've alluded uh, to your call on the left-handed interception. Um, <laughs> what goes through your head as you're watching that kind of thing live, and then and when you look back at it now? I'll be honest with you. Um, 
what is he doing? <laughs> I, I still you know, say like, it the right way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is he doing? What is he doing? Um, but I couldn't believe it. Like he was being sacked. He was clearly being sacked. Take yeah. the sack. Yeah. Uh, Cause that was still a close football game at the time. Right. Yeah. Like if you're down, only up by four, yeah, yeah. If you're down 25 or something, whatever, but it was such a close football game at the time. You, they just gotten some momentum. Just eat it. I, so to yeah. me, I mean, that's, that's a look at, you know, a guy who's obviously feeling the heat to try to make something, yeah. make something happen. But I, I mean, I've watched that play a lot on social media over the last <laughs> little while. Cause it keeps getting like tweeted back at me and I'll just be like, well, my, my son tonight before bedtime, he goes, Daddy, can we watch the What is Happening play again? And I was like, yes, son, we can. So we watched it. I think he just likes Jay Onright, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I just, I still, but that, that's, that kind of sums up the Elk season a little bit. Like with a feel like the CJ Sims thing. I mean, um, when they got stopped at the goal line against the Riders with four or five minutes left or whatever it was, like you just kind of, there's been these moments um, that they just need to they need to take advantage of, and and they simply aren't. And when you watch that play with Cornelius, I mean, I I hate to say that we probably shouldn't be surprised by it with how the last twenty home games have gone, but even that play is somewhat surprising still. Like <laughs> they find new ways to just pull it. Well, out. yeah, it seems yeah. like they've almost found every way in the book yeah. to lose during yeah. the stretch, which is creative yeah. ways. I tell you, yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah can't say we're bad at everything because we find these new creative ways to yeah. lose. So we're good at something. <laughs> well, I mean, we could harp on and on about those plays, the bad plays and stuff, but what, what were some of the good shining lights that you saw in this last game? Because you said like, we're not terrible. Below yeah, average like, a little bit. Like, I, 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 I don't mind the way they're starting football games. Yeah. Like I think, Maybe that's why it sucks so much more life out of people at the second half because you're like, oh, look at this. Like they're still in it. And so I, I like I like the way that they've started games. I I don't know if I necessarily like the way that they use Kevin Brown, but I still really like Kevin Brown. I mean, I try to pop him to the outside a little bit more. Right. I'd probably mix in even more Shannon Brooks. I know we saw more of him over the last couple of games. Um, you know, they've started to get Dylan Mitchell going a little bit. They need they need more of that, but that's starting to like you know I have actually liked the way they've used Kyron Moore a lot yep. more lately. Yeah. Like he's he looks like a guy who when he was healthy with Saskatchewan led that team and catches for a couple of seasons, and he's starting to to kind of look like like that a little bit. And then you know even with the the play on the Rouge that cost him that game, I do love CJ Sims. Like every for every game since I've started doing Elks games on CFL and TSN, I've made a note. The last time they had a kick return was 2015. And it's been eight years now because at some point it has to happen again. Mario Alford had two in the same game yeah. for goodness sake. Uh, CJ, I think CJ Sims is that guy. Like I honestly think he's got the burst. So that's another one of those those bright spots, but I, I but at the same time I don't think we can be confused by this because at the end of last season Dylan Mitchell and Kevin Brown you're like oh my god look what they found in these guys yep. and then you know they've either been contained or misused properly or you know had some drops along the way so even the bright spots you know you just can't look at it too too positively right now right. so. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Mike, is there a couple of fan questions in there that we can get to, and then we'll get to some rapid fire, and then we'll let Dusty get to bed. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I got like two hours of prep tonight, so there's no sleep in the Nielsen household. (laughs) Never stops. Uh, A couple of things. Uh, Cliffy D uh, from the Owls Flight Deck. 
Uh, that's not a question so much, but he said it is weird to hear college and writer fans in the same sentence. Um, <laughs> well done, Cliffy. So, uh, really, I mean, I should laugh at that, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty Cliffy. Funny. Cliffy's yeah. always got his finger on the pulse. Uh, James C. wants to know, what's the most exciting call any sport you've made that's engraved in your memory? Oh, man. I know I won't forget the Cornelius one for a long time. Um, there's two, I, there's two, I guess that would, would pop out to me. I, I do the Spangler cup at Christmas time mm-hmm. for TSN. And this year, a small village, Amber Piotta, it's like 5,000 people. They won like their first basically hockey title ever in like 80 years. And they won it in a shootout in the gold medal game at the Spangler cup. So his name was Ainty Pistoni. He went five hole. Like I'll never forget that. That was a big one. And then the other one actually, um, university, it was the Hardy cup, UBC university of Calgary down at McMahon. And it was a cold, cold winter day, but Nico DeFonte, the, uh, Calgary stand or Calgary university of Calgary, uh, dinos kicker won the Hardy cup on a 59 yard field goal Ooh. in the, in, in like a frozen tundra, I couldn't wow. believe it. I mean, he absolutely, it was, it was, it was unreal. Like a 59 yard field goal to win the Hardy. It was, Jeez. I mean, I'll never, I'll never forget that one. He had just enough. It like just got over the upright and uh, over the bar and that was it. And uh, I was, I was stunned. I, the call, like the, the field goal itself. I, I think I kind of, I think that call was one of the calls that sort of helped me, you know, it's one you put on a demo tape type of thing, but like, the kick itself was like on ESPN top 10 plays of the week and stuff. It was just, it was insane. So I'd have a chance to do that on that Canada West television deal that we had down there. 59 yarder in the snow. Like it was, I'll never forget that one. So there's a couple that have certainly, uh, certainly stood out. And, and then, you know, there's going to be a lot of CFL ones, hopefully along the way. Got time. Yeah, yeah right, lots absolutely. of time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got uh, Leanne who has a question. Uh, so for Dustin, has he ever dropped an accidental curse word on air? And part two, <laughs> what happens if you do? Um. N- well, when I was <laughs> like when I was working the side or not the sidelines, but I was a ringside reporter mm-hmm. in uh, Lethbridge. Um, was it ringside or was it when I was doing play? Anyway, one time I went to say he flips the puck. But I said he plips the, yeah. uh, but that one, you know, that was an accident. I don't think I, I didn't get vulgar. Like I, I wasn't like free pass now. I'll say whatever we want. So um, no, I, I, I haven't even on the radio, which is a little surprising because around the house, you know, I, I have a little bit of a potty mouth, but it's never come across on the radio or on TV. That one was on, I, th- I think it must've been on the radio up in Fort Mac. And nobody said anything, so that was that was okay. But yeah, I mean, that'd be well. You know what would happen nowadays? It'd go viral, and I'd probably get right. job offers somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so I, I guess we'll have to see when it happens. You know? <laughs> do you like? Do they do they tell you beforehand though? If you do that, that you're gonna get trouble? Like, no, I think I mean I think that's kind of hopefully just common sense. Just, like, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's not like when I sign my contract, it says here's a list of words you can't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be awkward yeah exactly um all right we got some rapid fire ones here that we're going to uh, throw okay. by you uh first any pre-game rituals 
other than your slight panic well, attack. Well, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I like to, I, this might just come across as lazy, but I like to have a nap. That's fair. <laughs> I, I do. And that's why it's tough doing Elks games because I'm at home with a six and an eight year old. Right. Like nap time on home games usually doesn't happen, but I get great sleep on the road. So I usually, uh, I usually try to mix in a, mix in a nap if the game's like six or, or seven o'clock. And then, you know, prior to the game, I like to, kind of sneak away i'll kind of script my open on my phone just to, i don't know it's just like a calming thing i'll when they when they throw to us i usually have like three or four sentences and i'll kind of read the first one off my phone and then the rest of them kind of just flow into my head so i usually like to step away somewhere quiet for like five minutes to kind of put that together and go over it once but yeah outside of that i mean as long as i have my board you could take everything else away from me and we'll be all right so yeah but outside of that probably nothing else Awesome. So what's the uh, best stadium to call a game so far? Man, there's some good ones. Uh, you know, Commonwealth has a, I would love to call a game in Commonwealth when it was rocking. Like right. I haven't really got to do that over the last three and a half years. <laughs> like I want a packed Commonwealth, plus so 40,000 in there, lower bowl full. Cause from, from an angle, I mean, Commonwealth is great for me. It's you're a little bit further back, but you're down nice and low. So that's a good one. Mosaic is awesome. Mosaic, just within the stadium, the way it's constructed, like that's probably the best setup. Um, Winnipeg's pretty good. Part of the scoreboard's blocked where we are because they kind of screwed up the design of that stadium a little bit. Um, but for uh, like view of the field's perfect. McMahon's tough because you're way up at the top and it's a little bit of a nightmare. BC Place is actually pretty good and it's been good the last couple of years, like attendance wise and stuff. So it's got. It's got a nice view. It's a little bit of a smaller, cramped broadcast area. So, I mean, if I had to rank it, I'd probably say Mosaic number one, Commonwealth number two. And I love the setup at IG Field. It's just some of the views aren't great. Right. Well, all right. Favorite meal? Ever? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, or prep. One to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my favorite meal. I mean, oh, boy. That's a, that's a really good question. Uh... You know, I like meatloaf. I do. I do like meatloaf. It's pretty basic, but I uh, I like meatloaf. Uh, I like chicken cordon bleu. Like if I want to get fancy or something like that. Um, I love pop tarts. I eat them for breakfast when my wife allows me to have them around the house. And uh, we always, when I'm home, like in the off season, we always have movie night on Friday nights with the kids, and we usually get pizza. So, oh yeah. I mean, That's... yeah. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm kind of a picky eater. I like pretty basic stuff, which is why like a loaf of meat works for me. But um, yeah, that's that's right up there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, speaking of movies, do you have a favorite movie? Uh, I got lots. I love movies. Um, if I had to say my favorite movie ever, it'd probably be a tie between Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick oh, Swayze and uh, Con Air with nick cage oh, i'm a big man. i'm a big nick cage guy yeah. so i've got like a room right next to me here which is kind of like my napping room during the day when i get naps <laughs> but i've got uh con air poster in there point break big lebowski oh, and yeah, um good. back to the future i'm a huge time travel nerd so uh love back to the future i gotta uh, yeah i'm i've got like <laughs> i don't even know if i've told anybody this but for for uh father's day this year I kind of pre-ordered it myself because I was just like, just get me this for Father's Day. But I've got a I've got a full-size hoverboard signed by Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Sweet. It's, it's like the pinnacle of my collection. And, that is uh, awesome. 
Yeah, I want to take it on the road with me just so nothing happens to it. Like it's just <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. So yeah, Back to the Future would be up there as well, I guess. That's I, amazing. Do you have yeah. the do you have the Lego DeLorean? Because it was uh, an amazing build. Yeah, I have no, it. I've got a bunch of little DeLorean toys down here. Okay. But yeah. um I don't have the Lego one yet. I heard it oh. I heard it would take forever. And my son's into Lego. Yeah. That's like a major project. It, yeah. So. It does it took me a bit, but it's Friggin' awesome! That was you can actually list. switch be it between. List. You can change the. And you do the pieces. three different Deloreans. Yeah, the three, oh. exactly. Yeah, and that's so, a must-have. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. So pretty much. Uh, when you're not napping, what do you yeah. like to do when you're not calling or prepping for a game? Um, I do podcasts. Nice. <laughs> I like to do a lot of podcasts. I I'll be honest with you. I have a like I don't I don't really have a lot of free time. I, yeah. Like I I coach my kids um, hockey in in the winter, so we're busy with that. And then my son plays basketball. They both do swimming. Elizabeth plays soccer. So, you know, we do a lot uh-huh. of that. Um, I like to watch Formula One in, in my nice. downtime. I watch yeah. a little F1. But, yeah, usually, you know, I usually do at least one, if not two, sometimes three podcasts a day. So I just – I like to keep busy. I like to, you know, keep trying to better things I'm working on from a professional standpoint. So – and then you tie in a family with kids and you have no free time. So, you know, I do have a formula one racing setup. So like with the chair and the wheel and everything. Oh. So if I, if I ever have a night where I don't have to like prep or do work or something, I don't mind sliding into the old sim seat for a little bit and playing video games. <laughs> That's amazing. Just yeah. a true nerd over there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My awesome. basement, like 18 year old me who lived in like my parents' basement would love my basement now. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's like, it's what I would have done if I had money when I was 18. So yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty good That's setup. Amazing. Oh, yeah. That's totally fair. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite or actually what is your best? football memory or you could say memories because that's a tough one yeah i mean it's probably just that defonte kick still that 59 yarder yeah. like with the conditions that it was in and everything i mean even as from a fan perspective you know i, I like the detroit lions they haven't provided me with a single memory since i became a fan 30 <laughs> years ago so i honestly like I I'll never forget watching a 59 yard field goal to win a championship in the snow. Like it's just amazing. I don't know how you could ever top that to be honest with you. Like it's, it would just be absolutely, uh, absolutely incredible. So that would, yeah, that probably tops the list. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, All right. Let's uh, let's get you out on a couple of things. I just want to do some pickums for this week. We'll we'll do our picks later, but I'm just curious what, uh, what you're picking. So uh, you got Toronto playing at Hamilton. Who do you got? I'll take Toronto. Chad Kelly seems like he's a real deal. So yeah, yeah. That yeah I'll yeah. go Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, Saskatchewan yeah. at BC. Because <laughs> right. um, I know you'll be there. <laughs> I'm doing that one. I'm doing that one. Uh, you know what? I don't know what they have in Mason Fine just yet. I hope he proves that they've got something. Mm-hmm. But going into BC against that Lions defense, yeah, that's just a that's a tough task for somebody who's that that would have been a tough task for Trevor Harris. Correct. Let alone Mason Fine. So I'll take BC in that one. Okay. Um, Ottawa at Calgary. Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it, it probably shouldn't be, but you know, Jake Mayer, I did that game with Calgary. Jake Mayer, that was by far his best game of the season, in my opinion. Agreed. And he actually, he looked, he looked pretty good. And I think Calgary has a dynamic running back in, in Diedrich Mills. Like exactly. whether Kadeem Carey comes back and Mills, 
has an opportunity to be a free agent or something in the future. I think that guy's legit starting back in the Canadian football league. Yeah. So I'll take, uh, you know, maybe Ottawa has a little bit of a dip after what they did last week against Winnipeg. So I'll take Calgary in that one. All right. Perfect. And uh, now we don't usually bet against the Elks, but I'm going <laughs> to, so what we usually do is we do an, we do a prop bet. So, okay. Um, now, did, did you see, did you get a prop bet in there, Superfan, in the chat at all? Or uh, Chris suggested uh, Elks rush yards allowed. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, rush yards allowed <laughs> against oh, Old uh... Well, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's just have a little bit of fun with this. Then okay. uh, let's. Uh, I'm I am going to. <laughs> this is painful. I am going to set the line at 145.5. Oh boy, that's so, a really that's a really good number. Like that's a, that's a tough call. That's right. A, uh, that's yeah. that's what I'm thinking. But unfor- I, I'm sad that that's a tough number. But we lost Niles Morgan. Um, we've lost Jamin Pelly. Yeah, we, they uh, Winnipeg's coming out angry. I, I I don't know. So, all right, Dustin, what do you got on that? Sorry, I got, I got, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to justify it in a polite way for Elks fans. Okay. I guess Oliver's been a monster this year. Yeah, correct. I mean, you've got you've got that. You mentioned that they're angry. You mentioned that the Elks are probably missing two of their top three or four run stoppers, which is also not good. But then what the Bombers can do is they can also mix in Dembski. They can mix in Rasheed Bailey on some sweeps. Um, Greg McCray is going to be dressed, I think, as a kick returner, but they can mix him in to the offense as well. So, you know, these those guys will probably end up getting two or three carries, and one of those could go for like 14 or 15 yards. So I think I'd probably – the only thing that – no, no, I'll probably. I was going to say if it was a close football game, maybe the Bombers have to keep throwing. But, you know, <laughs> I'm glad just, you retracted I, I, that. I feel yeah. like, you know, for the second half could be a lot of Brady Oliveira, which we've seen a lot of in the second half so mm-hmm. far in games this season. So I'll probably take the over 145 or whatever it was. But, uh, yep. man, I sure hope it. Like, I just, I just want to see close football games. I know. Yeah, I, I agree. So I agree. It's, it's, it's tough because if something like amazing happens in a blowout and I, I lose it, it just looks so weak because you're supposed to be like, oh, it's a blowout. Like, I can't all of a sudden be like, CJ Sims with the first return in eight years, Elks only down 30. Like, it just doesn't, <laughs> that, that doesn't work, right? So let's let's hope. Let's, I mean, maybe they, maybe they beat them. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, I just, I think the spread's like 15 and a half it's or 15 something. And a half. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge yeah. number. So, you know, hopefully they can, hopefully they can keep it close and you, you never know what happens in the fourth quarter. If anybody's due for a bounce here or there, it would be Edmonton, I think. So, yeah, I would that, think yeah. so. Yeah, it's uh, any given Thursday as it turns out. These yeah, days. that's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Dusty, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and chatting with us and, and being part of the show. Um, I have one like small favor to ask when okay. the Elks are finally winning at home and they run in for a touchdown can you say that they ran into the turf district it'd be amazing like i mean <laughs> i'd be so happy i know i could probably, probably do that for you <laughs> i mean i appreciate that yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, tell everybody where they can find you i know somebody was asking uh, cliffy d was asking when are you going to change your twitter to dustin yeah. psn exp <laughs> like, like, I'm hanging on to the 1260 handle, okay. you know, like right. maybe yeah. a station comes back. No, it's, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I always forget about that. And then, um, 
right before we start, the uh, producer or the stats guy will be like, hey, is your Twitter handle still TSN 1260? I'm like, yes, it is. Sorry, I forgot to change it. So it's still <laughs> it's still that. Um, I guess I'll change it at some point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can find me CFL on weekends. And then I got um, oil stream podcasts that we do all throughout the summer. Two guys in the goalie with Cass and Gager. Um, the Lock Shop is a sports betting podcast. Well, we always on Thursdays have a big CFL betting preview episode. So if CFL fans want to check that out, the lock shop on Thursdays. And then I do a country music podcast with Eric called the achy breaky podcast. And we have a lot of fun with that one. And since we got blown out, it's actually blown up. So it's doing really well. So uh, we only do that one twice a month, but it's about 1990s country music songs. And uh, so yeah, there's no shortage of things. And then, you know, hoping to announce something in early August for the fall. So um, that should be exciting for people too. So. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on. And uh, we will be uh, right back to carry on with the show. Uh, we'll in just one second. This is Dean Faithful, and you're listening to the Turf District Podcast. All right, and we are back, and uh, now that was fun. <laughs> His energy is just, whether he's calling the game, whether he's on the show, whether he's on 1260, it's just so infectious. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, you just, you want to, you, you want to hear more, right? Yep. And yeah, uh, yeah if, and if he, if he does, uh, you know, slide in the, uh, you know, runs it into the turf <laughs> district. Let me tell you, uh, it's going to be amazing. That will um, start every podcast after that. Oh my God. It, absolutely. I will cut that out and that'll be the, that I'm not saying it anymore. There'll be no more welcome to the turf district. It's all going to be Dustin. Um, so guys, we, we need to talk about the game. Uh, we, we're, we? Well, we'll keep it brief. Um, because okay. uh, You can't you know. say anything nice. <laughs> Bingo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Elks lose another one at home, 37 to 29 to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, in the process, they set two illustrious new records, uh, tying the pro sports record for home losses in consecutive home losses at 20 and going 0 and 6 for the first time in their 74 year history. <sighs> Correct. Yeah. Sociable. Um, well, let's start with the needs work. Super fan, what do you got? Uh, well, uh, not uh, Taylor's best game. Um, <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. yeah. That was a tough watch for him, uh, for us, oh, yeah. for him. It's just, it's, oh, I'm just trying to think of how to say this. Um, <laughs> you ask him, he will tell you that was his worst game as a professional. I have no doubt. Um, yeah. It would be great if we could have a nice bounce back game. He did improve a lot of stuff from last year, but that um, some of those decisions just are a bit baffling. The yeah. big one, the big decisions that are just haunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't don't throw left handed because uh, you're be right handed. Uh, don't don't throw behind receivers because um, those turn into interceptions or at the knees or right in the dirt like any you can't of those skip the ball to the players it has yeah, to it's be not, in that's here. not allowed i hear um yeah it it was and and when to be fair when uh when it does and i know dusty said this but if it if, he, if it hits the receiver in the chest he's got to catch it yes yeah. absolutely yeah like yeah. He, he wasn't getting a lot of help either right no. so um 
yeah, it, it's tough. I, I, I'm going to switch Mike to commissioner for one second because I know what she's going to say is the bad one because she said it last week. Yeah. Uh, for what Deja to, to try and make sure it doesn't happen. And uh, what are you going to go ahead, Kayla? What's your needs work? Did I say it last week? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> well, tell me what you said. What, what would you? What are you going to say? Is needs work? And then I'm. I'm have a feeling. Well, I know what you're going to say. Freaking everything! Like I don't. Well, <laughs> it's fair. I feel like I'm. I'm an idiot right now. Like I, I I'm choking so, on my own words. Essentially, last week when you said uh, we said what do you need to watch in this game? You said well the one thing they really need is competition, discipline. I don't know. There you go. That second one. Yep. Correct. Discipline. discipline. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well. Game? <sighs> um, I, you know, I exactly <laughs> sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Yep. I'm honest. I just, I am actually at a loss for words. Like as a human, I actually feel really, really bad for Cornelius and the players and stuff. Like it must be an incredibly defeating and disheartening. Mind you, it is of your own works essentially and your coaches and whatever but still doesn't detract from the fact that you have a terrible season and you aren't playing very good football but as a fan i'm like echoing dustin and just like what are you doing like i don't understand what are you doing aren't you professionals yeah yeah it's uh yeah, the, the penalty, 13 penalties for 179 yards. You, it's really hard to win a game when you give up almost two football fields of... I uh, thought it was 160 and you just like killed it. Oh my God. 179. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's rather painful. Um, you think? Lots of, <sighs> you know, get in the red zone and then nothing. That's well, and, and I one of the things I just don't understand, okay, you, you finally were playing decent for the first half you know not great but decent you know keeping pace for the most part except we're playing bc that's a different story but in general you know not bad and then all of a sudden this third quarter comes around and you make dumbass mistakes and it just crumbles and we've had two games i think where we've kind of come back in the fourth but not to win, but come back. But I'm just like, I don't, what are you doing at halftime? These adjustments, do they just like, we're just going to adjust to do the complete opposite of what you were doing in the first, like, I don't get it. Are you not doing adjustments or the other teams just planning better? Like, I, I really want to be in the room because I don't want to point fingers, but I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it. What happens? The, well, and, and the third quarter, like that's at least three times the third quarter has killed us. So, um, and we can say they made a comeback, sure, but it, but in the fourth, but quarter, it doesn't matter. Everybody's like playing things. zone defense and just let it happen, right? So yeah, and it doesn't matter because um, you're not winning. So whoop de doo. Like <laughs> at at this point, is there a difference of being blown out versus like? I mean, it's not really competitive football because it just looks like you're so desperate. You screw up big time, and it's like at work you're trying to like cover like oh shoot I made a really big mistake so now I've got to work even harder and it's like why don't you just put in the work all four quarters? Oh, that was pretty good. I I knew that was going to get uh, some type of reaction. Uh, super fan, anything else you want to add? Well, I think we know what's coming. Uh, it'd be awesome if yeah. we could stop 
the damn run. <laughs> really? That would be weird. Oh, it's just been bad. Like, again, when you're setting the line at 145.5. And we're actually uh, then to think about it. Well, not only that, but when we played Toronto, was it 180 yards against rushing? It was 180. And then the next week against yeah. Saskatchewan, it was 208. Like, like it's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe we should go to the good. Yes, can we? All right, let's let's get to the good so we can carry on. Uh, uh, what do you what do you got, Mike? What's your good? Um, trying to think. Uh, well, I mean, tailgate, a lot of fun. That was very got fun. to see yes. some great people. Uh, had some good food. Got to meet with, Wally for the first got time. Got to meet Wally, great. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great. West of us, always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So that was good. <laughs> um, That's where you're going with. I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh kicking game <laughs> kicking game Co- correct like two onside kicks two onside kicks three for three for field goals and uh, he did miss a point after but three a pretty like, solid game sean yeah. white missed points after and he's one of the greatest kickers in cfl history so and starting the game with the onside kick and retrieving it that was amazing yeah we did yeah and then didn't and then we scored a field goal. Oh, I wasn't at my seat yet. That's why. Because you don't say. Um, it's weird. Um, I wasn't re-watching this game. <laughs> so the, uh, yeah. yeah. And then the onside kick late in the game that we got yeah. and then got penalized back to our 15. But still. Only for, th- what, 40 yards, 35 40, yards? Uh, 35. It was 35. Yeah. 35 yards 15. from one player. Yeah. Well yeah, done. It's it great. Well, he won't do it this game. No. He's not playing. Um, hands down, it was Kyran Moore's best game in green and gold so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Great touchdown. Yep. Got some good catches. Got some good yak. Good dancing. Good dance. <laughs> I wasn't watching the dancing. So What? But thanks, Kayla. I appreciate that. <laughs> it wasn't me. Okay. Any other goods that you got there, Kamish? I well, yeah, it's good. I opened up that bottle of whiskey finally, and everyone seemed to like it. So that was very tasty. It was very good. It was very, very good. Wildlife Distillery, guys. Wildlife Distillery. Uh, So that was yeah, that was fantastic. I love when everyone loves something. And you know what? Um, despite Thursday, I was very, very, very happy about the CFL this week. That I've had the most fun watching the game. So that's my good. Okay, that's great. Good, that's great. Good. Um, um, Kevin Brown had a good run. That fifty-yarder. He did. Yeah, that was amazing. And then we threw an interception. But yes, it was great. <laughs> you this just game, had to. This didn't game, you? It, this game went like this. It was like good play, not good. Good play, not good. Good play, not like it was. Guys, like, it was like good play, not good. Good play, not good. Good play, not good. What's happening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If we had five good passes in a row. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's uh, let's talk about some roster moves because they did make some roster moves after that Coming game. Some more today too, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Some right before the show. Uh, so I've already <laughs> texted Hernan and said thank you so much for doing that an hour before we record. And <laughs> right, I said, uh, you got any signings you want to put in there that I could just uh, throw in? I said, and we don't start recording till eight thirty, so you got time. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I wanted to make sure. Um, so we released uh, linebacker Mike Dubison, who had only joined us what two weeks ago. Yeah, again, Maybe. last year he played, and, and this year, I mean, good special teamer. 
Yeah. Um, just was sort of invisible this year. Correct. Uh, defensive lineman, our, one of our favorite defensive linemen, Steakhouse. Yes. Uh, Olivier Charles-Pierre released. Uh, defensive lineman, Daryl Middleton. Uh, quarterback, Khalil Tate. And then this evening, kicker, Rocketfoot, Wyhan Van Der Wright. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Known as Rocketfoot? Yeah. Um, so they were, well, now he was released off the suspended list and he's never yep. actually been here. Um, and, uh, and most of those other guys off the practice roster. So, and those two receivers too. Well, I was going to say, we did sign them first because we only signed them two days ago. Uh, right. Jalen Hall and Zane Pope. And then they were released right before we started. I don't understand. I don't get that. So, well, I mean, bring them in, see what they can do. Well, yeah, they actually come obviously. here. That's yeah, they were like here. They were here I, I saw them on Sunday at practice, so okay, they were there. Um, but you got you have to think some signings are coming if you have this many releases. Yeah, like there's got to be some other signings coming. Um, now talking about roster moves, though, we've got some not great news on, of course, the injury oh, injury front. Baron Grimes hurt him, hurts himself at practice last week. Uh, was not on the field at all this week. Re-injured, uh, will be out and ba- likely back on the sixth game. Uh, Jamin Pelly goes down at practice yesterday and was carted off, so likely is on the sixth game at minimum. Uh, Niles Morgan left with some type of rib chest issue and is out for this game. We will see on Wednesday if that is a sixth game or not, but that is kind of the running guess at this moment um yeah we are getting some guys back i mean we are eli menser is coming back woodley apollon is going to be in marla sean franklin should be back in this game so we're excited to see him play but those those injuries are massive they're they're all starters starters and and leaders yeah and it's like all of our leadership is on the sixth game gino manny Ag, J, um, Niles, because I, I don't know that Jamin had taken on that leadership role as of yet, but you know, like obviously a starter, but Gainey, yeah, Gainey, like, Every, they, yeah, they're all on the sixth game. I, I don't know, uh, yeah, we have twelve people. Uh, well, even um, Tanner, Tanner Green, yeah. Um, so it's, oh, I, it's, it's very, very, very hard. Yeah team can't buy a bounce when it comes to this type of stuff right now. So, um, so let's talk about the days when they could buy a bounce and it was much more fun. Let's get to some hoard and tell super fan. You ready? Excellent. Yeah. If you bet. All right. Uh, so I got a couple of, uh, new photos in today. Um, one thing I love in my collection is, uh, the team used to release photographs of the players, uh, every year. And sometimes you'd get maybe eight or 10. Sometimes you'd get like a full 20. Um, And I've got some 60s ones here to go through. Uh, Some of these I picked up uh, from a pretty cool source. Uh, The first two uh, are going to be, that is 1962 Tommy Joe Coffee. And there is a 1965 Tommy Joe Coffee. Oh, that's a great photo. You can look at the two differences there. These were from Tommy Joe's personal collection. Uh, He sold them off uh, about 10 years ago, I think. Wow. And I managed to pick that up along with a few other things. Uh, also from 65, again, my jersey, you can see in the background, this mm-hmm. is that particular style. There's Barney Terrian, and there mm-hmm. is a great uh, receiver. Um, he was a receiver and quarterback, Randy Kerbo. Um, okay. Just a classic sort of 60s pose. 
that no lantern kidding. jaw, Mr. All-American boy. Um, he is definitely All-American. Holy. Yeah. In 67, uh, this is the coaches. Ones were much smaller. They didn't need an action shot of uh, this. Is Amazing. I don't know if you can actually see the autograph. It's on like there. a high school photo. It totally is. That's uh, nice Neil Armstrong, <laughs> our quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner, uh, classic Terry Baker. Wow. Um, longtime player on the Hall of in the Hall of Fame on the Wall of Honor, again from '66. Wow. This was the last year for Roger Nelson, um, and then a, a a great fullback we had, uh, Art Perkins. Uh, we get into the 60s. This is the one I just picked up, 1968. Dick Dupuy, who did win uh, the uh, Edmonton by the numbers thing we did for 17. He was a defensive back well in the 70s. That was a um, not flattering picture of him catching that ball. No, uh, it really isn't. No, but, you know, no he looks a little um, uh, Frankenstein-ish in that yeah, particular picture. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, those people that were of a certain vintage may not be watching right now, but you never know. In the 60s, we had Charlie Fulton. This is 1969. Wow. Uh, Tennessee Volunteers uh, All-Star in college. Um, had one really great game in 1966 against the Ottawa um, Rough Riders at the time. Uh, beat them. They went on to, uh, not 66, sorry, 68 uh, okay. the year before. And they ended up winning the Grey Cup that year. So that was his big game. And he sort of rode that for a while. Uh, wow. The other number 66 and one of my all-time oh, favorites wow. and a man I truly believe should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, that is John Legrone. And lastly, along with the offensive and defensive side of things, Roy Shatsko. Wow. Was another guy, along with Legrone, that sort of played well into the 70s. So the 60s had those nice, big, full 8 by 10 8 and a half by 11 photos that you could get from the uh, team store. Uh, they would use them to send off to, um, to media outlets and things like that. So when you would see a, a highlight of a guy's face, that's sort of the picture they would use kind of thing. And then you had the full body shot as well. So uh, oh, I love that kind of stuff. It's really hard to find uh, a good friend. Jack has the entire 1969 set and, and my friend Gary has got many of them as well. And I'm only maybe this much jealous. So wow. uh, not so bad. <laughs> I, I want a Jersey that says Legron. Like this season is just Legron. Oh, he was the hanging judge for sure. Yeah. The, um, yeah, that those those are. Could you imagine if they did them now, like eight by tens of guys? They'd be like, like all yeah, and yeah, that'd be pretty. Or cool. just beat up completely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll take those photos. No worries. Kind of yeah. look like that kind of thing. Yeah, so. that. Yeah, like, I just I, want the Frankenstein catching a ball. Yeah. yeah. Can you hold up that second one again? Which one? The, oh, the Dick Dupree one. Yeah. yeah, and then oh, it's the like Dupree? angle shot, angle shot yeah. up. Oh, no, like, not that one. The second one yeah. you held up. Uh, the second one? That's the uh, this one? Yeah, oh, yeah I yeah. love that shot. That's such Joe a Coffee. nice shot. <gasps> Hall of Famer, Wall of Honor. Maybe it's the, like, slight dimples, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, Good. I love the angle. So nice. Good Texas boy. Very, very cool. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, super fan. Yeah, See? for sure days we were happy we were. uh now and these we are the 60s to... we weren't very good that's true fact, yeah we weren't our yeah. record for most losses in a row was from 63 to 64 when and not anymore it is no it is still is 63 to for we did 13 losses in a row not home losses oh, oh i see what you mean 13 right, yeah. home losses or 13 losses in losses a row. in a row okay at this point i don't even and care about the home at, losses 10, right we're at 10 yeah yeah and who's uh, your next three opponents again <laughs> Sure. Winnipeg, BC, Winnipeg. Yeah. Okay. And Ask then Ottawa. That, We're going to learn from Ottawa. We're winning. 
Okay, great. I <laughs> is that okay? Excellent. So the Elks are on the road this Thursday. Uh, yes. Another Thursday night game against the Bombers. Uh, Winnipeg, of course, coming off that overtime loss to the Red Blacks, which was unbelievable. Like phenomenal game. Oh, phenomenal game. So good. Um, so they're going to be angry and on home yep. field. Yep. Uh, they're going to be nervous. We did get an extra couple of days of rest. See? Um, the Bombers are welcoming back a fully rested Kenny Lawler. Outstanding. <laughs> That'll help. Yippee. Uh, so what are we uh, watching for in this game? Let's start with you, Commissioner. <sighs> How many tears we will cry. <laughs> uh, well, let's try and be positive. What are we going to watch? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at the point, like, I seriously don't know what to watch because, like you said, this – Maybe Winnipeg went into the last game thinking it was kind of a trap game or not thinking it was a trap game when it kind of essentially was a trap game because, look, they lost. They put the their foot off the gas and they and Ottawa just came back screaming. I, I don't I honestly I don't if we can get Kevin Brown going, if we can get the run game going. I know this is your thing, Mike, but those two Brooks and Brown, like, honestly, if we can just get them going and actually get some touchdowns via the run game, we might stand a little bit of a chance. Otherwise, like, I don't know our defense. I'm worried. Yeah. I'm very worried. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Just as you did that, Mike, um, I re-listened to the show last week when, when Kayla said we need lots of running in you. Yes. Like it, it, it came across. So well, I, mean, at, it was fantastic. I know, but at well, this point, like I don't trust Cornelius to, to throw the ball and I don't trust the receivers to catch the good ones. Like I just, there's that lack of trust where it's like, who can you depend on? Essentially it's the run game right now. And like, if you can do something with the special teams and actually get into field position to score some field goals, maybe that too. But I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit of not panic mode, but it's just like, just three games of this. That's going to be tough to handle (laughs) for sure. Because I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. You guys like the 29th, that Jersey is going to be on my back. So (laughs) I'm, I don't blame you. And then it's not nothing to really do with the, our losses. I'm just that big of I I love that guy. Fair enough. Um, Mike, what are you watching? Uh, well, I'm going to be watching that front seven with uh, yeah. Jamin gone. Archon Pong has got to step up. Correct. I I still don't get how we had one major Hall of uh, sorry uh, uh, All Star last year on defense. He was our nominee for most outstanding defensive player at defensive tackle. And you move him to defensive end. It's not like it's defensive end. And then for the first play and then he sneaks back in the middle, he's been like consistently playing at defensive end. Can I ask a question? How would you line that line up? Would would you keep them as they are? No, I mean, I would, I would be looking for a, a stud defensive end and be moving Jake Ceresna back inside alongside uh Archimpong or Jamie Pelly when he's healthy. Um yeah. like it was a it was one of the highlights of our defense last year and it's been moved and look at how many times they're running on us now. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that does that I does. don't that, get it. Yep. That's the only position like that's even, the only thing you change. Even Theresa and Coney Ely in the middle. Like that would be all right. Yeah, bad thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's just I mean, we had Daniel Ross there and he's been let go. 
Um, mm-hmm. Why hasn't Serezna moved back there? I just don't get it when he's just that good at stopping the run. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, and getting the quarterback. Yeah. I think, I think the running game on both sides is going to be the focus of this game. Right. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, can we stop it? It is every game. Can we use but, it? You know. Yeah. But yeah, for you. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping for another great game from Faithful. Let's get another onside. Kick, yes. Shall we? Let's do that. That was great. I Let's need I an onside kick. I mean, if we're that I, close. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Idea too. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with this. Hell, yeah. let's need an onside kick by them. And let's, like, perfect. And then let's also um, try and not take dumb after the whistle penalties. I'm just, just, just so or let's just say like... dumb penalties. Although, although actually, I, I will say, and I meant to mention this when we were talking about the other game, was... I asked Coach Jones about that roughing the passer call on oh, that was bad. Noah Curtis. Yeah, that, that was... they reviewed and held up. And I am not kidding you. His answer to me was, "I wish I could tell you. I have a call into the CFL to try and have them explain it to me." At the time, they said it was because he drove his whole body weight onto the onto the quarterback and and so i said but he was mid-air when he threw the ball and jones is like you're right mm-hmm. i i'm waiting for an expl- i don't he goes maybe they could tell you because I, I i honestly don't know I'm like, and i mean okay. they could apologize now it doesn't matter now it doesn't matter now but it's yeah. still like that's but it changed I, the dynamic of that game yeah so, so many things too right but no, anyway, no that, wasn't there not a spe- uh, spearing call to you at that game? Oh, there yeah. was. And, and guess what? How that guess how that one got called? Because Jones talked about that one at practice too, and he said, "Yeah, it was an offside call, and and they were doing the review, and during the review, they called the spearing call against Morgan." But I I don't what? I didn't see I didn't see it though. Well, he jumped like... over the top, right? And so they said he led with his helmet, but how many times like does every middle linebacker jump over the middle on a short jump yardage from... situation? I that's that's what you do. I, I don't understand. Huh? Anyway, so well, I, it's not just us cool. confused. So we we shall see. But let's let's hope for less of that this week. Oh, um, I actually have another. No, it's not a good, but um, I was so wild at that game and angry that I scared a family out of our section. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! True oh, story. No. It was after that roughly the passer call. I lost my mind. Well, many people lost their mind, but apparently, like my voice carried because they kept looking up and like <laughs> I wasn't swearing. I was just yelling. And then um, I did it a few more times, and then they laughed and never came back. <laughs> oh, so that's funny. Funny. Um, what? That's, You're that's, at a football game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't, I wasn't using our swearing. football. Word. That's I wasn't out swearing. I was just whiskey induced hatred. Oh, I, I can I can appreciate that. Yeah, that would be a good name for a band. <laughs> whiskey induced hatred. Good name of the podcast. <laughs> whiskey induced hatred. Yeah. Oh my. Um, oh. One last thing I want to address before we get to uh, our pickums and everything is that there is a constant barrage on Twitter about w- why isn't Trey Ford getting a shot. And it's in the chat too, yeah. And, and I do see that in the chat. Um, the chat. I did see it's it French. 
yes yeah, i know i'm really excited about that trip next year um the um no so here's the thing and i don't know i haven't read the article that went out today but i know that there's been lots of um speculation comments on the article that was done today By um, who, sorry it was on three down and oh, and it, oh. but but coach jones did get asked this week yep why why isn't he playing and he he answered he said in practice he is not he needs he needs to play better in practice and he's not he's not playing to the level where i feel comfortable putting him in 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 practice and he did have some time in training camp and he was and he was the least of the quarterbacks in training camp right so i i I want to see Trey Ford succeed. Let me be very clear about that. I do. I've only met him once, but I did like him. I, I want to see another Canadian quarterback. I know the kid's talented. He's got a lot of athletics, but in practice, he he still is not moving himself up the right. chain as far as playing. Now, yeah. at some point, will he get a chance? Sure, but. At this point, when you have a team that is struggling as much as this one is, do you put a kid into that situation who's coming off of a major injury? So yeah. I, I'm not saying that he shouldn't play. I'm just saying that I... Those are the reasons Jones that Jones knows way play. more about yeah. quarterback play than I ever will. So I, right. I, I I understand everybody's like, free trade forward, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, stop. Like, there's a reason. Yeah, I, I mean, playing the devil's advocate, though, there are some players that just don't practice well, and when the lights are on, they play well. It's the, There's some people that are the exact opposite. Yeah, we they are amazing in practice, and yep. in the regular, in actual games, they just don't happen. So does, I mean, Trey Ford, I thought, played very solidly at, his, at the end of the preseason game he played in, um, versus the beginning, I thought he was pretty weak. Um but I mean, we've just seen what he can do. I'm just wondering when the lights are on and his adrenaline is really flowing, can he turn it on? We don't know until you play him against a competition. So, so, and uh, is it like it could be bad? Is not we're like, oh my god, we're we're losing by 35. Well, we better not put Trey Ford in. Yeah, they, we have that's, to lose. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in the practices, or Andrew, I don't know if Coach Jones has said this, um, edge wise, but. What's the difference then? Why is he making the decision to put Cornelius instead of um, Daggy? Like, is it just the practices and how they're both performing? Like, well, uh, what is the justification? Well, I don't, well, the thing is he won't justify it, right? He'll say yeah. we're going to continue with the consistency and see if that makes a difference and okay. give That's the fair. chances to, you know, to, to not change it up every week and have people not know who's throwing them the ball and and like mm -hmm. that that's the kind of thing that was was coming up right so um now do i think that taylor has a really long leash nope no sure don't so um but what do you do yeah what, like what, it's either what do you do? It's yeah either you're... taylor or daggy at this point it seems mm -hmm. right i mean we only have three quarterbacks on the roster now Correct. no quarterbacks left on the practice roster so yeah at least for now because right. we did all these other releases so who the hell knows but uh it's interesting so we'll we'll, well and, see yeah yeah and like for me i don't know i'm not gonna speak on you guys but for me like i don't care which one is in there i just want to win i just want to know like the understanding and the reasoning behind it 
for me. I just like the transparency, like understanding why, what Jones sees that we don't. That's all I want to know. Because yeah. regardless, I don't care whose name is out there. I honestly don't. It makes no difference to me. I just want to win a freaking football game. But I just, I want to know the the reasoning behind it because that helps yeah. me understand. And I, I understand the consistency basis. But again, it seems like Deggy has some good chemistry with some of the players. So I just, I, is, well, he it, did, is it the calling? Like what? He did say <laughs> after, he did say after the game. He said Daggy did a real nice job, um, but he was against, you know, prevent zone prevent defense. There was no press yeah, coverage. Yeah, and can, he, as soon and can as, he do it for the whole game too? And, right. And, and as soon as he gets into press coverage, it's a completely different animal. Yeah, and he wasn't yeah. quite ready to have him there. So he is anyway. a raw rookie. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So and see, these are the only like this is what I want to know, right? So then, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. But are, is this coaching actually aligning with the player's skills too? Because it doesn't. It seems like we're doing a hell of a lot of short yardage plays, and not as in like Taylor coming in on one yard line. I mean, he's throwing short. Yeah. When he's clearly has an arm. Gives him. Taking with the I know I just like uh, and and the other part is and and I saw this in the chat a little bit earlier I think it was Coach Vic who had said you know what's with all of the the stop catching instead of not hitting anybody on the that's run right. and yeah. uh, and that's that that's something that I'd like to see more of too I, I and honestly I don't I don't make the call right so. down the middle right well, yeah, down the middle like just... although they did that and it was at his knees otherwise he would have touched touchdown anyway uh okay it's right, like nothing yeah nothing clicks nothing is clicking that's what's so frustrating so we'll Where's see my jaw from clenching it yeah correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just this weird ticking that i have when my head goes yeah. stops yeah exactly. what is love Correct. Yeah. Baby, don't hurt don't me. Hurt me. Don't, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. No more. <laughs> oh my guys, uh, let's let's talk some uh, pickums and fantasy, shall we? Yeah. Um, oh boy. Because that's right. fun. Uh, so we've got Toronto playing at Hamilton uh, in the Hammer. Commissioner, who you got? Sorry, who did you just Hamilton? Toronto and Hamilton. Toronto. Toronto. That's right. Yeah, Toronto. <laughs> wow, it's good whiskey. Yeah. No, I'm just like my brain is still like this is this is yeah. Sorry, when it logically doesn't make sense, it that's what frustrates me, and that's all I'm thinking about right now. Fair so enough. let's move on, move on, move on. Toronto. Toronto. Okay, super fan. Yeah, uh, until somebody actually beats Toronto, uh, mm -hmm. I gotta go with them. I mean, I want to see them playing more BC and uh, uh, Winnipeg games. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like those are kind of the top three, and then everyone else mm -hmm. is sort of an Alsoran, and then you know, <laughs> and then Halifax, and then Miami Manatees, and then us. Um, I mean, no, we're not we're not that bad for sure, but we are certainly Getting there. we're not winning a lot of games. I mean, some of them have been close. Yeah. And some of them just seems like if we had just not done these two or three plays, we're in this game. So mm -hmm. until we learn to win, yeah, we're kind of in that basement. So yeah. uh, I got to go with Toronto because, again, until you get beaten, you're the champ. Yeah. yeah. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Um, yeah. I'm making this very boring and also picking Toronto. So yeah, uh, be fun if they lost, though. Yeah. Maybe Especially Toronto has Hamilton. to play Ottawa. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> Ottawa's yeah, defense was unbelievable, though. Like they're, they were good. They're, they were they're good. exciting to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Saskatchewan at BC out on the West Coast. Super fan. 
going over a couple of time zones there. I just don't see it happening. Uh, It's at BC, no less. So even with the the great traveling rider fans, Mm -hmm. um, I I just don't think making near enough of a difference. BC is also on fire. And yeah, it's got to be the homeboys. Yep. I'm going home team. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Boom, baby. (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty good for those uh, that are just listening that would oh, be the pointing sorry. to the adams jr jersey at the same time all right just making sure KBC. Uh, ottawa is in calgary um Oosh. start us off now here's the thing uh this is a I tough have, one i have yeah. decided that i enjoy chaos and it's kind of fun so i am going to pick the red blacks to get a third win in a row is that chaos i don't think so honestly uh, well, kind of because, had... because it might you know when the red blacks beat the black reds it gets very upsetting down there you never know right like for them sure for yeah. us we're very happy yeah i know but this kind of chaotic it makes me laugh yeah so, sorry liz yeah so go ottawa that's okay liz had a hey liz had a uh green and gold umbrella like she the the transition is starting to happen you're welcome it's amazing is yeah, it though awesome. have you seen our seat is it? It's still going to change. It's going to happen. Uh, Commissioner, who you got? This one was also a tough one. Um, Calgary looked pretty decent, um, better than they have. They were playing Saskatchewan, but even Saskatchewan doesn't look too, too awful. But I don't know. I, too, love the chaos. And I want to see it happen at McMahon, so... I mean, my brain's telling me Calgary, but my heart's telling me Ottawa. So we're going to... I'm going to side with you, Andrew. All right. Go for the Red Blacks. Super fan. Uh, my brain also says Calgary, but my evil black soul says <laughs> the Red Blacks. And uh, yeah, I, I think that they might be really starting to believe in themselves mm-hmm. and they're learning how to win. And I think Calgary just isn't that great this season. So I think this is going to be one of the closest games, certainly of the lot this, I agree. this uh, week. And uh, yeah, if it keeps close, I can see Ottawa pulling us out. I'm going with the mm-hmm. Red Blacks. That's sweet. Ooh, wow. Let's sweep it. Yeah. That's weird. On the Edmonton podcast, we all called the team to beat Calgary. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, I haven't done it a lot, but That's this fair. year, yeah. this, this year all deserved. Three. That's very true. So much for 18 and 0. Yep. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, that's well done. Uh, all right, our EE prop bet was uh, rushing yards against. Oh, Lord. Uh, the line was 145 and a half. Commissioner, over or under? Yeah. Over. Okay. <laughs> that's quite the reaction. Super fan? Niles Morgan out, Jamin Pelly out, and again, Jake Serezna off the edge. Mm-hmm. Definitely over. And I'm going to say under because Kenny Lawler is going to want to prove a point and he's going to end up with 200 yards but through the air all on his Which own. means on the fourth quarter, they're so far ahead, they're just running the ball. Uh, maybe, but may- it'll be so far gone by that point that they just end up at like 140. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll say just under. All right. Uh, CFPN Fantasy Pool. Kayla and I pull out the wins last week. Poor super fan Mike suffers a loss. My heart. And- why why did you lose that one again superman oh because my captain was also the quarterback that got pulled in the game uh and that did not help me whatsoever i thought for sure i thought this was the game we were going to win i fully believed going in we were winning this game 
I thought he was the cheap option and throwing him in as the captain while doubling his points. Well, yeah. Doubling, you know, the hope that kills you. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Uh, you know, I, love, <laughs> I, mean, I love Ted wrong, but yeah, it's still, yeah. All right. Uh, next week, uh, Mike, you are getting Zach from Bonfire Sports. Oof. Yeah. And the first Turf District Civil War is about to happen as uh, Commissioner, you and I are head to head this week. I honestly Get don't. I, I know Ryan just picks all Calgary, but I don't know how I won because two of my spots got zero points. <laughs> well, the other ones, well obviously, you did. They well. did average. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you, did you have as a captain last week? Zach. Okay. Well, that, yeah. No, he didn't. Have, he didn't. He was. You know, like, it was. Yeah, yeah it wasn't av at average. When the game. backup is the guy that gets the the touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know how, but I even like I had Hamilton's defense, mm. and I switched it for hours, like an oh, idiot. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! So I could have like I blown past, but yeah, I was just like, and then for some reason, Mike Dubois was on the depth chart for the Red Blacks. I never touched the field. Oh, well. he was not on. I was like, "What the frick, man?" Anyway, I hate fantasy. It makes me like this is. I'm so competitive. It makes me angry. Even though I won, I'm still angry. Apper's asking, "What? No one picked Tyler Sneed? Holy! Holy! Oh, yeah, three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Maybe. West took him. Well I, done, Jerry. What kind of weird voodoo is he doing that he picked him? I don't." That's weird. Anyway. Yeah, I want to know how these fantasy, like how people are getting these points. Like, what do you do? What do you was, do? Well I, I did yeah. well last year. I have not followed any of what I did last year, and it's just not working. Yeah, well, I, I would like to follow what I did last year, but the setup makes it almost impossible to do it properly, and it just yeah. pisses me off. I'm, so, yeah. I'd like to know what it was like last year, because this year I'm like, oh, this isn't great, but I have oh, nothing yeah. to compare it, it to. Yeah, it was way better last year. Hmm. Anyway, anyway. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this part up. We got some overtime to get to because I'm sure we've got some questions in there and we've ran a little long. But uh, hey, do you blame us when you have Dustin Nielsen on? No, he was no. Amazing. Uh, thank you again to Dustin for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciate it, and I really look forward to hearing him call that somebody hit the turf district. It's going to be amazing. Uh, be <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable. It was right. All right, uh, where do we find all you peeps, starting with you, Commissioner? On Twitter, at Dutch Lombardi. All right, yeah, that's <laughs> so excited about it. Super fan? Yeah. That was like the antithesis of a Dustin Nielsen call. Um, much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My heart. You can find me at 56 Parkies, and the history and horde stuff can be found at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Wonderful. And you can find me at Free Palicious and the show at the Turf District on all of the different social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Threads. Oh, yes, I'm on and don't forget enough. YouTube, of course. Go to YouTube. Uh, I know YouTube the people watching the year uh, already know how to do that. But anybody who's listening, go to YouTube, subscribe. Check out the we video. Wanna, we want to get some more. Check get out the horde. It's a ton it's a ton of fun. Join us on a Tuesday night for a bunch of chatting and uh, a right. couple of laughs. Um, also, make sure you're uh, catching out my musings on Three Down Nation. Mm -hmm. uh, they will be out the day usually after the game. So uh, they should be out on Friday. Um, 
this will be a fun one. We'll see how this goes. Uh, but yes, uh, make sure that you join us there. If you're on YouTube live, stick around for overtime where we open up more fan discussion and we'll get into all of the things in the chat. Uh, otherwise, we will be back next week. Uh, quick programming note, the week after we will be taking a bye because the team will be taking a bye. Uh, and then we'll be back the week after to set up the home game against Winnipeg. So uh, just so that we know where everything is at but next week we will be back at our regular time so for dustin nielsen commissioner kayla and superfan mike i'm andrew remember you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you next week